Welcome to the Access Church Podcast. Today we are going to start a brand new sermon series. I am super pumped and super excited. And it's called Frequency, the Sound of Heaven. Frequency, the Sound of Heaven. If you did not know, I'm here to tell you that heaven has a sound. Heaven has a sound. Tell your neighbor, heaven has a sound. Go with me to the book of Revelation, and I know we don't have it on the screen, but maybe if you have it on your, your iPad, your iPhone, or your Android, um, and go to the book of Revelation, chapter 19, verse 11 and 13. And I want to just start off with, with this scripture that God just gave me right before we, we, uh, I came up here. It says, then I saw heaven opened, and a white horse was standing there. Its rider was named Faithful and True. If you did not know, it's talking about Jesus. For he judges fairly and wages a righteous war. His eyes were like flames of fire, and on his head were many crowns. A name was written on him that no one understood except himself. He wore a robe dipped in blood, and his title was the Word of of God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you, God, for your word. God, we thank you for all that you've already done, Lord God. We just feel the, the, your presence here. God, we feel breakthrough. God, we, we just feel the healings that are, that are taking place, the restoration, God. And we are grateful, God, but we know that you are not done yet. God, we know that you're still going to do more in our lives, God. And so we open up our minds, our hearts, our understanding to receive your word, God, because it is your word that will transform us, God. And so we just thank you, Lord, for, for being here. Thank you for allowing us to gather together to receive and hear your word. God, I pray that it would go forth just like your word says as a two-edged sword, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, so as I was saying, if you did not know, heaven has a, a sound. Heaven has a sound. And, and heaven's sound is heaven's presence. You know, God is his word. We just said that Jesus, his title, one of the titles is the word of God. So God is his word, right? His word is his voice and his voice is his presence and his presence is his power. I'm going to repeat that again, that heaven's sound is heaven's presence. God is his word. His word is his voice. His voice is his presence and his presence presence is his power. See, God is different than you and I. See, you cannot separate God's voice from his presence. You cannot separate God's voice from, from, from his being. Wherever God's presence manifests, it always will manifest with a sound. In fact, every time you go into scripture and you see a scene of something that is taking place in heaven, when the, the prophet Isaiah was, was, was caught up and, and, and he was taken up into the throne throne room of heaven the bible says that there was a sound when ezekiel had the vision of heaven he it also accompanied a sound and then even the apostle john when when he's given the revelation of the last days of the apocalypse of time the bible says that as he goes up there he sees a sound so every time that you see a scene taking place in heaven there is always a sound Every time God manifests, there is always a sound. Acts chapter 2, verse 2, it says, And suddenly there was a sound from heaven. A sound from where? Like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were gathered. Revelation 14, 2. And I heard a sound from where? 
from heaven like the roar of a mighty ocean waves or the rolling of a thunder. It was like the sound of many harpists playing together. Job 37 verse 5 said, God's voice is glorious in thunder. We can't even imagine the greatness of his power. See, even Job here, if you did not know, Job was the first book of the Bible ever written. So the book of Job even correlates or, or tells us that there is a correlation between God's voice and, and his power. Ezekiel chapter 43 verse 2 and says, And I saw the glory of God of Israel coming from the east, and his voice was like the roar of rushing waters, and the land was radiant with his glory. Daniel chapter 10 verse 6, His body looked like a precious gem, his face flashed like lightning, and his eyes flamed like torches. His arms and feet shone like polished bronze, and his voice roared like a vast multitude of people. Every time in scripture you see a description of heaven, the heaven where, where God dwells and God, God abides, it is always accompanied with the description of a sound. Job chapter 36 verse 33 says, the thunder announces his presence. Every time you see God's presence manifest, it's always accompanied by a sound. And see, if you did not know, God is a vocal and he is a, a, a verbal God. In fact, there is only one recorded period of time where, where God has, has ever chosen to be silent. In theological circles, we call that time the 400 silent years. That is that period where Malachi ends and Matthew begins. It is in that time that God chose to be silent, but all throughout history before that and after that, from the advent of Jesus, God was always talking. And I would venture to say that Jesus broke the silent barrier, not the sound barrier. He broke the silent. Why? Because God was going to prepare to speak to us with a different type of sound. So God is always talking. It, it, it's like that. How many of you have a friend that always talks? Don't look. If it's your wife, don't look at them. It's your husband, just keep looking forward right here. Focus, focus. I don't want nobody fighting on the way home from church. I saw what you did. Right? I have a friend that's probably watching online. When he texts me, do you have a minute? I know what he really means is do you have 60? Right? And so when I get that text message, I've got to evaluate whatever I've got going on on my agenda, whatever I've got to do, because I know that when he asks for a minute, it's at least 60 minutes. Sometimes... 30 plus after 60. And, and so we, 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 all of us probably have that one friend that, that can talk and talk and talk. And, and I'm here to tell you that God is always talking. God is always talking. And, and in fact, if you did not know, and, and, and so, well, let me just say this, that, that the reason that we can't hear God talking sometimes is because we are not tuned into the right frequency. But it's not that God is not talking, it's that we're out of tune. And if we're going to hear God talk, if we're going to hear his voice, then we've got to turn the dial to 77.7, right? FM, it's a joke, yeah. Radio station of heaven. We've got to tune in to the frequency of heaven. In fact, 
if you did not know that right now where we are sitting, there are, there are voices and music that even right now are going over the airwaves above us, around us, within these walls, right? There, there is music and voices that, that, that are going through these walls, but, but we can't hear them. And why? We can't hear them because we're not tuned in. And, and if you're going to hear them, right, if you're going to hear them, then you've got to tune in your receiver or radio to the right frequency, right? Now, there's things that are going on the AM. If you go to your car and you turn on your radio and you go to the AM dial, right, you're going to hear voices that you can't hear without tuning in. If you go to the FM dial, you're going to hear music that you can't hear. The, the fact that you can't hear it right now does not mean that there is not voices or music over these airwaves. Are you with me? And we can't hear them until we tune into the right frequency. we got to get whatever receiver or whatever radio, and we've got to tune it into the right frequency in order to hear. But once you get the right frequency, then you can hear what is being communicated. See, sometimes we think that, that God is silent, but I'm here to tell you that God is always talking. It's just us. We, we, we don't hear it. We, 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 can't, we can't comprehend it. We can't connect with it. Why? Because we're out of tune. We're, we're, we're not tuned into the frequency of heaven. And I pray that after this series of message, we will fine-tune our spiritual ears and our spiritual dial so that we can always be in constant communication with God. Because God is always talking. And see, the reason we're not hearing his voice is because we are not tuned into the frequency of heaven. We are tuned into and consumed with our issues, our problems, our situations, our sickness. Instead of tuning our spiritual ears to the frequency of heaven. See, what you've got to realize is that your ability to hear the sound of heaven and release the sound here on the earth is the key that will unlock your legacy and will unleash your destiny. You've got to be able not only to hear the sound, but you also have to be able to reproduce or release the sound. See, just like your purpose is imbued with your potential, everything that you would ever need to live and walk out your, your purpose here on the earth, you, you have it with, with innately within you. And so your divine destiny encompasses all of the favor, graces, giftings, blessings, miracles that you will ever need to have success here on the earth. And see, success on the earth is not how many cars you drive, how many houses you own, or how much money you have in your bank account. Success on the earth is nothing more than discovering your divine destiny and fulfilling the very reason that God placed you here on this earth. I'm here to tell you that God is a God of purpose. We talked about it just a couple of weeks ago. And if you're here, you're not an accident. You're not a complication. You, did, you know, you didn't happen just to be a just to, to come about to take up space if you're here on this earth is because God has a divine destiny and a purpose for your life and you'll never be satisfied until you successfully discover that destiny and begin to live and walk it out. So we, we, we understand that God is always talking. God is always communicating. He is a, a communicator God. He is a communicative God. And he's always talking. But the reason that we can't hear what he is saying. Is because we are tuned into 
other things. And see, one of the enemies of sound is what we call static or, or, or white noise. And static, all it does is come to disrupt the sound. It, it comes to disrupt or distract what God is trying to say. And that's what happens when we tune in and focus to our problems in our lives. The enemy uses that to create static to keep us from hearing what God wants us to hear. So hearing the sound or hearing comes by sound activation. God's voice is a sound. It is, it is a, a frequency. So I'm going to say it this way. Your speaking activates hearing. Hearing activates speaking. And speaking produces or activates seeing. I'm going to say that again. That's complicated. But I'm going to say it again. I'm going to try to attempt to say it again. Speaking activates hearing. Hearing activates speaking. And speaking activates seeing. See, our ability to hear directly affects our ability to speak. So, once again, speaking activates hearing. Hearing activates seeing, right? Or speaking and speaking activates seeing. And our ability to hear directly affects our ability to speak. For example, not all deaf people, those that can't hear, are mutes. But their inability to hear directly affects their ability to speak. That is why they have trouble verbalizing and vocalizing because they can't hear. So when we fail to hear, we will, be, we will fail to speak. In fact, a healthy baby will start to develop their hearing around six to seven months in utero. They will start to hear various types of sound from inside the mother's womb. They will, they will hear a, a heartbeat. They will hear speech sounds of their mother or their father. And then they'll begin to hear other ambient sounds, which all are necessary for speech and language to develop. If you did not realize that your child's ability to speak, even within your womb, is already being developed before they're even out of it. So it is at six or seven months that they begin to develop their hearing. And, and so a child begins to speak by imitating the sounds that they hear. They, they don't even know the, the words. They don't even maybe know the context or, or, or the connotation of the words that, that they are saying. And all they are doing is hearing and mimicking what they hear. Right, we're we're in that in in that season now with with Micah. Like every once in a while, he'll just drop a word, and we're like, "Dude, did you hear that?" He doesn't even know what he said, but all is all he is doing is mimicking or repeating what he has heard. So remember. Remember that a child begins to speak by imitating the sound, so essentially they're just repeating what they hear. Remember what I always say is that what happens in the natural realm also happens in the spiritual realm. So just like in the natural realm, your ability to speak is determined by your ability to hear. And when you start to speak, all you're doing is mimicking what you hear. Well, the same thing happens in the spiritual realm. See, whatever you hear spiritually is what you're going to begin to speak. Have you ever met those people that are always in crisis? There's a, a term, and I hope nobody's named Nancy here. I'm sorry, but, but you already know what I'm going to say, right? Negative, don't say it, because negative, mm, no says. All right. 
Have you ever met somebody like, they're always in crisis mode. They're always, they're always complaining. Nothing, nothing is ever good. They're, they're never satisfied. There's those people that see the, uh, will always see the glass half empty. They'll never see it half full. They always, they always see things from the negative perspective. But what are they doing? All they are doing is repeating or mimicking what they're listening to. And I'm here to tell you that some of you got to turn off Facebook and turn off Instascam. Insta You've got to turn off CNN, MSNBC, Fox News. You've got to cut all that out because all you're doing is mimicking and repeating what you hear and you've got to get into the word of God because when you get into the word of God and you begin to hear the sound of heaven you freak you turn the frequency of the spiritual receiver in your life and you begin to hear what God is saying then your language will begin to be different but we mimic what we hear, right? We, we just repeat it, right? And, and, and that's what happens. So whatever you are hearing is what you're going to speak. And, and this principle always bothers me because if you did not know, Malachi has a speech problem. Not because he learned it from these parents, but he learned it from his other parents. So he'll drop some F-bombs on people. And before the teachers and staff knew that he's adopted and that he was a foster son and everything, they're looking at me thinking, you must be dropping F-bombs all the time. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Uh, that's, that's what, that's what y'all think, right? Because you didn't know. And, and be quiet because they know that a child will speak and mimic what they hear at home. And I go to pick him up, I was like, um, you know, Malachi today, he, you know, he did this and he said that. And they're looking at me like, you've got to change your language. I'm like, no, that's not me. <laughs> I never throw up half a peace sign. I, I always just throw up the full sign, right? <laughs> so they're looking at me why because the principle is that whatever a child hears is that's what they're they're going to speak and and the the, the reality is that that doesn't stop when we're children, that, that continues with us. So we, we've got to pay attention to what we are listening to. What, what, are, what, what, what frequency are we dialed into? What, what are we receiving? Because whatever we receive is what we're going to release. And that is why you've got to tune into the frequency of heaven so that you can hear what God is saying. The voice of God, the word of God. So as I said, speaking activates seeing, right? Speaking activates seeing. So whatever you hear, you will speak. And whatever you speak, you will see. See, in the kingdom of God, whatever you speak determines what you will see. And so we, could, we can go back to the root and, and, and take it back and drill it down to the least common denominator. And we can say that whatever you hear will determine what you see. Because what you hear determines what you speak. And what you speak determines what you will see. So it all starts with hearing. That's why the devil will do anything in his power to keep you from hearing the word of God. Do you think it's a coincidence that you fight with your husband every Sunday morning? We're not the only ones. No. <laughs> Don't raise your hand, okay? 
Right? Do you think that the enemy will give you all kinds of reasons not to come to church, not to, not to tune in, not to, to listen to messages and podcasts? Why? Because the devil knows that if he can stop you from hearing God's will, if he can stop you from hearing the sound of heaven, he can stop you from seeing all that heaven has prepared and planned for you. Because what you hear determines what you speak, and what you speak determines what you see. You've got to realize that your words have power. In fact, Paul writes it this way in Romans chapter 10, verse 17. It says, so faith comes from hearing. How does faith come? Your ability to hear directly affects your ability to believe God for the promises and the plans that he has set for you. So faith comes by hearing, right? And so if you did not know that faith is the currency of the kingdom, it is by faith that we appropriate everything that God has for us. The blessings and the benefits of the kingdom of God come to us by faith. And so the enemy knows that if he can stop you from hearing, he can stop you from faithing. And if he can stop you from faithing, he can stop you from seeing. He can stop you from possessing. So what does the devil want to do? He wants to keep you from hearing so faith comes by hearing and then it says hearing comes by the word of God now it doesn't come it doesn't mean that hearing comes from hearing the word of God your ability to hear your, your ability to hear is affected by the word of God so when you hear the word of God and you get into the word of God it doesn't give you faith it opens up your ear Speaking activates hearing, right? So God speaks, it activates our hearing. So we've got to be in a, in, on a frequency and we've got to be in a position to be able to hear what God is speaking. So in the beginning, everything started with the sound. God said, let there be light. The light came and exposed what already existed. So go with me to Genesis 1.26. It says, then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. So the exegetical extrapolation of that passage of scripture, I don't know what that means, but it sounded good. When he says, let us make man in our image, that, manage, that, that image means is that we are a created a spirit being like God is. See, you've got to realize that you're never going to die. Did you know that? We are all immortal. Because who you are is not this flesh. The flesh, the body is what will die, but your soul and your spirit will live forever. So it says, let us make man. So we, what, what makes us who we are is not this flesh, not this body. So it says, let us make man in our image. And then it says, make him in our likeness. And what that means is that you and I were created to function the way that God functions. So let's go back to the creation narrative. How did God create? Through the power of his voice. The power of his word. The power of sound. Everything that exists came out of his voice. Came out of his word. It came out of the sound of heaven. So what that means is that you have to realize that your words have power. So if the enemy can keep you from hearing the right things, then he keeps you from speaking the right things. And when you, when you speak the wrong things, then you create the wrong things in your life. Because whatever you speak is what you will see. 
Are you with me? So you've got, you've got to speak life. You've got to speak life. Just a, 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 few, a few weeks ago, if you did not know, and, and at our Del Rio campus, we have a ministry called Access Plus Fellowship, and it's for those that are, that are 55 plus and retired. And, and we have this, this amazing fellowship. They get together once a, a couple times a month, and they go to the movies, and they, they go to lunch, and they have devotionals. And it's just, it just an amazing time. And just a, a few weeks ago, that we, we, had, we celebrated an anniversary. And I, I, they asked me to say a few words, and, and, I, and I, I, I really struggled with this. But I just felt like the Spirit of God wanted me to caution them because it's real easy to become critical when, when you fail to understand things. And what often happens to people that are older because they don't understand technology, they don't understand social media, they don't understand, it's easy to become critical of what we don't understand. So older people tend to become critical. Well, it's just that's not how it was when I was young. Well, yeah, we have cars now. <laughs> right? When I, when I was growing up, we weren't always on our phone. Well, yeah. Because you had to go to the one house in the neighborhood that had a phone to make a phone call. Right? So it's easy to become critical. And, and I just felt like the Spirit of God, you know, told me to, to caution them that in their age of life, not to become critical, not to speak negative. Why? Because our words have power. Whatever you speak will be the reality that you create. If you speak negative over your wife, you're going to create a negativity over your wife. If you speak negative over your husband, you're going to create negativity over your husband. If you, you speak negativity over your marriage, your family, over your work, over your workplace, over your coworkers, all you're doing is creating negativity. So whatever you speak is the reality you create because we are created to function like God. Go with me to Matthew 18, 18 through 20. And here's a, a perfect picture. He says, I tell you the truth that whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. That word forbid means to lock up or to bind. So whatever you lock on the earth will be locked in heaven and whatever you permit or open on the earth will be permitted or opened in heaven verse 19 i also tell you this if two agree here on on earth concerning anything you ask see you have to ask it there has to has to be a sound see there there is power in your words there is power in your language it says my father in heaven will do it for you see some of you are not getting what you're asking for because you're not asking it you're just thinking it It doesn't say if you think it, it says if you ask. You've got to release it. Why? Because that's the way that God has designed us to function. That's why the Bible says that you can call those things that aren't as though they are. It doesn't say you can think those things. He says you've got to speak to it. You've got to speak alive. And that's why the enemy wants to interrupt your hearing because he knows if he can interrupt your hearing, he can interrupt your speaking. And whatever you speak is what you will see. Are you with me? So this is a key. What does a key do? A key unlocks. It, it gives you access. But if you notice, it starts here on the earth. Nothing will be opened or released in heaven until something happens on the earth. You have to release it. That's why when we talk about the keys of the kingdom, we're talking about those decrees, those declarations. You've got to open your mouth. You've got to begin to speak. But it only works when we come into alignment with heaven 
heaven and we begin to speak and hear what God is speaking in heaven. So back in the 80s, a new term came in, into modern culture, modern vernacular, and it was called high fidelity or the acronym HIFI. HIFI, right? Because up until that point, Everything that we heard that was reproduced always came with air and static and noise. Remember, we go back to the telegraph, right? That's how we would, we would send messages, the telegraph, like tick, 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 tick. And then the telephone, right? And then you would have to call the operator, and the operator would have to connect you to the neighbor. And you didn't know that the nosy operator was listening to your conversation. But, but there was not clear communication. And then we, we, we came into the phonograph. How many of you guys know what a phonograph is? Or a record player, right? And, and, and there is something unique that when you hear music on a record player, it, it, it just, you, you can tell. Why? Because it's not high fidelity. It, it comes with a lot of static and a lot of air and a lot of noise. You can still hear the music, but it's not clear. And then from the phonograph, we went to the eight-track tape. How many of you guys remember eight-tracks? Don't raise your hand. Because then we know you're old. And if you had an eight-track player in your car, you know that you were cool, right? And then from the eight-track, we went to the cassette tape, right? The cassette tape. And you get the cassette tape. And heaven forbid your kids got a hold of the cassette tape because you were going to be there five minutes with a pin. And all of those things were great, the phonograph, the A-track, and the cassette. But it was not able to reproduce a hi-fi sound. It, it wasn't able to reproduce high fidelity. It always came with, with chatter and white noise and, and air. And you could hear that it was recorded. Remember the, the, remember the commercial. Is it live or Memorex? They were trying to convince you that what you were seeing and hearing was not really what you were seeing and hearing. They were trying to tell you that the recording was just as good as the live. And you could tell that it wasn't. But then, from the cassette, we went into the CD player. How many guys are thankful for the cassette? Y'all used to make them mixtapes. Spring 1989. Right? Fall 1990. Right? And you make it for your girl. And why does the radio station guy always have to talk over the introduction? <laughs> right? It's that song that you were waiting for that you called and requested, Right? And he's talking to this cloudy with the chance of rain. Like, no, that's not what I'm trying to communicate to her. <laughs> She's going to take it literal. No. It must be not God's will because it's cloudy and a chance of rain. No. Right? And then we went to the CD player. And then we began to hear something that was more high fidelity. That word fidelity means faithful. So when, when you ask about something that's high fidelity, it's the ability to reproduce a, 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 an effect of such a sound or an image that is faithful to the original. It is so close that you can't tell whether it's the original or the recording. And, and see, some of, some of you crazy kids, you have no idea what we're talking about because all you know is MP3 and MP4. You don't know the struggle we had to buy the CD player, the Discman, and, and every year it would just get closer and closer to the original. And now we've come so far that you can make an exact copy and without 
dissecting the metadata, you would never know if it was the original or if it was a copy, right? So high fidelity is the reproduction of an effect such as a sound or an image that is faithful to the original. And so here's the key, is that a reproduction can only be as good as the original. We just read it in Luke 19, 11 through, in Revelation 19, 11 through 13, that Jesus is the word, right? God is his word. And God's word is perpetual. God's word is perfect. And God's word is powerful. Matthew 24, 35 says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. God's word is perpetual. Isaiah 55, 11, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by what? By his powerful word. God's word is powerful. So God's word is perpetual. God's word is perfect. And God's word is powerful. Job 37.5 says God's voice is glorious in the thunder. We can't even imagine the greatness of his power. There is a correlation between God's word and God's voice and God's power. So our job is to tune in to hear God's voice and faithfully reproduce it. And release it here on the earth. See, there's something that you have to know about the science of sound. Did you know that sound is energy? Sound is energy. Energy is, is power, right? So, so sound is energy. Energy is power. So sound is power. Do you know that we can move objects just through sound? Y'all don't realize this or know this, but... Those subwoofers that we have right here, when they're working at their maximum capacity, they actually move. Not because somebody is moving them, it's because they're moved by sound, sound energy and vibrations, right? So we can move objects through sound. Do you know that we can knock down objects through sound? And did you know that sound can actually break things? In fact, I know I'm a nerd and I'm an information junkie. Do you know that a lot of times in a tornado, a lot of the damage done to buildings doesn't come from the wind. It comes from the sound it creates. Yeah, watch National Geographic. I don't know why those things stick to me. But sound can break things. It can knock things down. See, sound is powerful. Tell your neighbor, sound is powerful. So, so sound can move, sound can break, so, sound can break things. And so when you hear the sound of heaven and you release the sound of heaven here on the earth, you are releasing heaven's power on the earth. Heaven's sound is heaven's presence and God is his word. His word is his voice and his voice is his presence and his presence is his power. So when you hear, when you hear the sound of heaven and you release the sound here on the earth, there are things that are gonna break in your life. There are breakthroughs that are going to happen. There are mountains that are going to move. There are valleys that are going to become your victories. There are mistakes that are going to become your miracles when you release the sound. In fact, when the Israelites were delivered from Egypt, there was a sound. When the Red Sea was parted, there was a sound. When the walls of Jericho came down, there was a sound. When the dry bones came back to life, there was a sound. When Elijah called down fire from heaven, there was a sound. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were delivered from the fiery furnace, there 
was a sound when Daniel was delivered from the hungry lions. There was a sound when Lazarus was raised from the dead. There was a sound when the chains and prison cells were broken open by, with Paul and Silas. There was a sound and when Jesus Christ died on the cross, there was a sound and when he was raised from the dead, putting death to death and bearing the wages of sin, there was a sound and on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came to fill us and baptize us with power and fire, there was a sound. Every time his sound announces his presence and his presence comes with his power. See, some people, why are you so rowdy at access? Because we know the power of our sound. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't go to church and just be like I'm at a yoga studio. I fall asleep. Why are you so rowdy? Why you gotta why you gotta sing so much? And why you gotta you need the drums and I'm back in the day? It's because we understand that his presence always comes with the sound. And every major move of God, every miracle that took place, there was a sound. And when you release the sound of heaven, mountains begin to move. When you release the sound of heaven, walls begin to fall down. When you release the sound of heaven, barriers are broken because God manifests his power through your sound. So pastor, what is our sound? Well, I'm glad you asked. Worship is our sound. See, most of you think that praise are the fast songs and worship are the slow songs. That's, that, that's kind of how, and, and that's the connotative understanding that we have. Well, we praise the fast songs and we worship the slow songs. But no, oftentimes we confuse the activities of worship with worship. But worship is much more than just singing. Yes, singing is worship. Singing is an activity of worship. But worship, what worship is, is the spirit of God that is in us connects to the spirit of God that's in heaven. That's what worship is. And worship is, is, is our sound. And, and, and so if you didn't understand that when you, when you involve yourself in the activities of worship, you're releasing the sound of heaven here on the earth. There's something different uh, about it. So, so the activities of worship release the sound of heaven on the earth. If you did not know, prayer is a sound. Fasting is a sound. Faith is a sound. Forgiveness is a sound. Now let me tell you about forgiveness. Forgiveness has nothing to do if they feel really bad for what they did to you. Forgiveness is not, not, doesn't have to do if they're remorseful. Forgiveness is a sound. Forgiveness is what we do because he's forgiven us. So forgiveness is a sound. Giving is a sound. Praising is a sound. Serving is a sound. See oftentimes we're not begging you to serve just because we need your help. What we want you to do is we want you to create a sound. When you get up early and you come and you plug in the coffee and you put out the fruit and the donuts and the muffins, you're creating a sound. 
when you're taking care of the kids and teaching the kids, you're creating the sound. When you're standing at that camera or at the media booth, you're creating a sound. See, these are the activities of worship. Worship is our sound. So when we're giving, when we're serving, when we're praying, when we're praising, when we're loving people to Christ, we are creating a sound. We are hearing the sound from heaven and we are releasing the sound on the earth. I know you're like, wait a minute, pastor. But some of those, but some of those activities of worship you mentioned, they have no sound related to them. Not like back in the day when we would take the offering and we put it in the metal plates. You know, when you were a kid, you would turn your dime into 10 pennies so that when you put it in there, it would be clank, clank, clank. So all your friends, you at, at children's church, that you were giving a lot of money, right? You're thinking, but pastor, there's, there's no sound. That the, those things that, that, that we do, there's, you said forgiving and loving. There's no sound equated to that. Giving, there's no sound equated to that. Yeah, praising, I understand there's a sound. But, but some of those things that you mentioned have no sound related. But how many of you know, like I said, what happens in the natural realm also happens in the spirit realm. How many of you know that there are some sounds that are inaudible to the human ear? There are sounds in this room that your human ear cannot hear. But because your human ear cannot hear, doesn't mean that they are not there. Because you can't hear the radio waves in this room doesn't mean that they're not here. And just because when you serve and you give and you love and you forgive, just because you do those things and you can't hear a sound here on the earth doesn't mean that you're not making a sound in heaven. Because I'm here to tell you, when you worship God, when the Bible says when you do everything as unto the Lord, like Paul says, when you do everything as unto the Lord, what you don't realize, the sound may not be heard here, but there is a sound that is taking place in the kingdom of heaven in the throne room of God so I'm here to tell you worship is our sound worship is our sound and just because it can't be heard with the human ear doesn't mean that sound is not being activated So high-fidelity equipment or, or receivers have to be tuned in and dialed. And, and what that does is that creates, a, a, it, it eliminates noise cancellation. It, it, it eliminates inaudible noise and distortion. That creates a frequency response that can be heard within the human hearing range, right? So... A high-fidelity sound eliminates distortion. Distortion eliminates distraction in the spirit realm. When we fine-tune our spiritual ear to the frequency of heaven, we eliminate the distortion. Let me tell you, the enemy uses distortion to discredit, to discourage, to disrupt, and to distract from what God wants to do in your life. So you know what God did? Remember I said that Jesus broke the silence barrier. And he said, I'm going to talk in a way that I didn't talk before. Because in the Old Testament, he would have to speak to you through the voice of a prophet. The, the voice of God would have to come externally to you. 
but because of Jesus. And then Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Now the voice doesn't come outside of you or externally. The voice can come internally. Why? What did, the, what did God do? He put the high fidelity receiver in your body, in your spirit, which is the Holy Spirit. That is tuned to the frequency of heaven. So now you don't have to wait for the voice of God to come from outside of you. You can get the message direct. It's like a direct connection with heaven. It's that, it's that direct connection. And so that's what he did in the upper room. He put that, that high fidelity receiver, receiver so that you can be directly tuned in to the frequency of heaven. So worship is the spirit of God in you that connects with the spirit of God that's in heaven. And what I've come to realize is that worship is our GPS. GPS stands for Global Positioning System. My suegra calls it UPS. But it's not UPS, it's GPS. I pone mi con el UPS. Okay, I lo voy poner. So, Worship is our GPS. So this is how GPS works. There are four satellites that are controlled by the United States Space Force that circle the globe. And that satellite, one of the satellites sends a signal to a receiver that's on your phone or the navigation, navigation system in your vehicle. It sends a signal, right? It sends the signal down that activates that application in your phone or your or your vehicle and then your phone your vehicle sends a signal back and when it gets the signal back it can pinpoint your location but then it gets the signal back and then it tells you where you want to go so you get the signal your phone sends a signal back and then the satellite sends a signal to where you want to go remember what does the bible say that his, his word is a what? A lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So our GPS, it gives us our coordinates of where we are. That's why worship is so, so powerful. Because it tells us where we are. Right? This is, you are here. You're that little blue dot. I don't know what it looks like on an Android, but I don't even know if they have that, but um. <laughs> that little blue dot, the signal comes down, you send it back, it tells you where you're at. And then you send a signal back, and then it tells you where you want to go. And that's how it works. And you can see where you're at and you can see where you want to go well in the kingdom of god our worship is the gps we we receive the signal from heaven that comes in and it tells us where we're at and then our worship as we release our worship we send the signal back to heaven right and then heaven sends the signal back to where we want to go so the sound, when, when we tune into the frequency and we tune into the sound of heaven, we're, we're receiving the signal 
that, that, that is making us aware of where we're at or what we're going through or what we're doing. But then we send a signal back and then heaven tells us where we need to go. And so you're going, and this is so important because as you're going, what happens, what happens when you take a wrong turn, right? So we get the signal, right? We send the signal back and we moved here. And then we get the signal. We send the signal back and it moves back and we move here. And then it says take a right turn. But what happens when you take a right turn when you're supposed to take a left turn? You get the signal saying you've got to reroute. You've got to turn around. It'll, it'll take you. And that's why our worship is so powerful because the moment you deviate from the plan, the moment you deviate from his will, the moment you deviate from that, the signal gets you back on track and that's the way the sound of heaven works for us and the devil's number one job is to get you to stop hearing the sound of heaven because he knows when the sound of heaven is released in your life God's power his purpose and his will get released in your life so my prayer for the next three or four weeks, honestly, a lot of times I start these series thinking, oh, they're going to be two, three, four weeks. <laughs> and they end up being six, eight weeks. I don't know how long. But my prayer is that over the course of this series, we'll be able to fine tune to the frequency of heaven. To be able to reproduce a sound, a high fidelity sound, a sound that is faithful to the sound, an unadulterated, uncontaminated, undistorted sound that will transform our environment, will transform our families, will transform our schools, will transform our workplaces. See, that's what happens when we receive the sound and then we release the sound. It's time that we begin to release the sound of heaven here in Eagle Pass, Texas. If you believe that, I'm going to ask you to stand. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we just love you. We thank you, God, today. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your revelation. God, thank you for that GPS, internal GPS receiver that you've given us through the power of the Holy Spirit that guides us, that directs us, that orients us that keeps us in constant connection and communication with you. God, we want to be sound makers. God, we want to be able to fine-tune our hearts and our spirits and our minds to receive the sound of heaven. But not only to receive it, but to release it here on the earth. We ask all of this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us, and a special thanks to those who have given to support this ministry. Without you, none of this is possible. If you like this podcast, please like and subscribe and share it on social media. Thank you for listening. God bless you.